0: Hey, how's it going everyone? You're locked into Moving Up the Ladder here on localjobnetwork.com radio. As usual on Moving Up the Ladder, we're here to add some knowledge and insight into improving your career path, even if you're still searching for that job at the moment. In fact, those job seekers that have been trying to look for a while to land that new position is the focus of this episode. The long-term unemployed, now that's considered six months or longer without work, actually jumped by 89,000 people in February of 2013. And it's definitely a major concern as employers do tend to shy away from those individuals, basically out of a fear of a loss of skill and networking and ultimately leading to a lack of trust in their employability. Joining us from Georgia to help those still looking to land that new job, we're pleased to have Miriam Saulpeter, the founder and owner of Kepi Careers, a coaching and consulting firm with job seekers and entrepreneurs in mind. Thanks for coming on today, Miriam.
1: Pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: I guess first and foremost, the thing that I had in mind was really when you're looking at the job seekers that have been searching for a long time, you know, over six months, that sort of thing, what is the biggest challenge that they face?
1: I think that one of the reasons job seekers tend to be unemployed for a while is because they don't really understand how to approach the market. A lot of people haven't looked for a job before this for years and years. Maybe they've been in, in their most recent position for 5, 10, even 15 years. And so it's a challenge for them to try to figure out how to be successful in landing a job today when things have changed so much. We have employers who are scanning resumes via computerized or applicant tracking systems. And we have social media as a way for employers to learn more about candidates and if candidates aren't using those tools that that becomes a challenge for them Mm -hmm. so i think all of this combined is is um really what's causing a lot of difficulty for some job seekers
0: so is this a lot i mean on the mental side of things versus skills or, or or any sort of tangible evidence i mean even the effect of maybe as you said if they're not aware of these things or unsure how to utilize them i mean does it become more mental than anything else
1: awfully um, depressing when you're looking for a job for a long time, you're applying for things um, many people are even applying for things that they're overqualified to do and they're becoming really frustrated that they, they say oh, I can't even get a job I was qualified to do 10 years ago. Sure. So it, it's very depressing really what um, what job seekers need to realize is that they're better off applying for positions that they are well qualified to do, not try to apply for things that they did 10 years ago mm-hmm. and to to try to keep their spirits up because, let's face it, no one wants to hire someone who seems down in the dumps. And yeah. that becomes kind of a bad cycle.
0: Yeah, no, that's a good point that maybe people overlook here or there. Now, and you talk about, especially if people have been looking for a while, you know, there's this thought now that on your resume there's a, a gap in employment, and obviously that could be a red flag. So I guess what can a person do to sort of add work or skills that they could list there to show they haven't just been sitting around, they haven't been moping. Uh, I guess what what can these job seekers do to sort of fill in the resume when they don't have an
1: actual job for a while? Well, well, one of the things they can do is actually – get out there and see what kind of projects they can do um, while they're, they're not um, being paid to do the kind of work that they enjoy. So, for example, um, I advise job seekers to identify possibly some nonprofit organizations that might be really looking for someone to step in and take on certain project-oriented work. And just make sure if you're working for free for an organization that you're doing the exact kind of work that you want to be able to demonstrate on your resume. Sure. So that's important. Another thing, and again, you're going to hear me mention social media a lot, and I know we'll talk <laughs> more about that, but one thing that someone who's not employed can do is jump on social media and follow thought leaders and other professionals in their target field to keep up with what's going on, to share information online, demonstrating that the job seeker is really plugged into what's going on, what is the news today mm-hmm. that's happening in their industry. And by doing so, job seekers can become, uh, you know, can can move toward being a thought leaders, even if they aren't currently being paid to work in their field, which is kind of an amazing phenomenon, I think.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think that's an excellent point as far as having that access to be able to follow those types of individuals. Now, you know, in the beginning there, you mentioned that um, maybe some of the individuals looking for jobs aren't understanding the process fully, you're not utilizing technology. Sort of in that same realm, I guess, for those that are still struggling to find work, I guess what are some of the other mistakes you'll typically see them make that really does hinder their progress as opposed to what, in their mind, might think they help them?
1: I- One of the biggest mistakes job seekers make is they do not focus on targeting their materials for the positions where they're applying. I see a lot of job seekers who will blanket their resume out and apply for many, many positions simultaneously rather than focusing in on several really key positions or things that they'd really like to do. The the reason this is a problem is because employers are... Scanning those resumes using computer technology, searching for keywords, and searching for matches. And if the resume and the application materials do not exactly match, the employer does not even necessarily see the um, application or the resume with human eyes. Sure. So no one is giving job seekers credit for things that aren't written down in the, the resume or the application. And so a lot of very qualified people are, are using materials that don't make them look as qualified as they are.
0: And that's def- definitely something we've heard from others and we've discussed in some of the, the things we've done here, the idea of those keywords and phrases, that it really does matter, especially as you mentioned the technology that's simply scanning over a lot of these things.
1: And I think that one thing that... that, that um a lot of job seekers don't realize is it's very easy to identify sure. that information. They, you know, and even beyond um, looking at job descriptions, they can look at online information from the employers where they'd like to work. They can look at YouTube channels or Facebook pages that the employers they're interested in might host, and they can learn an awful lot of, you know, c- conduct a lot of online research that way and then target their materials appropriately.
0: Now that's one thing I had seen a suggestion that you had actually made in terms of the idea of targeting, but you weren't necessarily suggesting targeting a job. you were sort of had an alternative. Right. What, what was that suggestion yes. you had?
1: One of the things it, it can be very overwhelming to suggest to a job seeker to do the kind of in-depth research that's necessary Mm -hmm. for a job because a job, you know, it's very, you know, it's kind of random. It's out there. There's some job out there, right? So instead, what I recommend is that job seekers identify several companies that interest them, five, maybe 10 companies that tend to have the types of positions that they would be well-qualified to do and that these are the companies where the job seeker would like to work. Once job seekers identify companies, it is a little bit more manageable to do the research and the networking that is necessary in order to be uh, a job seeker who is uh, appears more qualified, who appears more prepared and more interested in the position than your average job seeker who is, let's face it, just applying for tons of jobs. Sure. So I really do recommend looking at, at companies and focusing time, effort, and energy to find people who work there that you can talk to, to learn a lot about that organization. Many organizations now are spending a lot of time trying to attract candidates. And so when you're when you're a candidate and you're using those places to connect with the organizations recruiters and hiring managers, you become someone who's a little bit more of interest to that organization. And I think a lot of job seekers overlook that opportunity.
0: So that sort of strategy I mean is it more effective in part cuz you I mean you talked about focusing in on those obviously is it you can use sort of the language they use that you understand the culture more? I guess how how is it actually more effective because you can't look at a job description and then go to the company and, and do it that way. So I guess is there a is there a way to sort of express how you know there's just a little more effectiveness in this in the style?
1: Right. I think ultimately the piece that um, it really helps is the networking piece. And I'm sure you've seen the research that is always online about uh, referrals are the best and most effective way Mm -hmm. to land interviews. Um, Some companies will focus on current employee referrals They'll interview those people first before they go to their online applicants. So when you target certain companies, it gives you an easier um, access to be able to figure out how to target individuals you might want to, to meet and to know and to network with in those organizations. So I think ultimately it's a networking strategy, okay. but it does definitely bring the job search process Tighter in it it makes it a little bit more manageable to focus your energies on learning about as much as you can about the organizations where you actually like to work. So it makes it uh, more manageable for the job seeker, and it's a a big boost to networking.
0: Now, a little bit earlier, you did mention uh, and you brought up how you'll you'll mention a number of times the idea of social media, and I know that is an area of expertise for you. So uh, clearly, we're going to get into that. I guess the first question really would be. What should an individual be looking to accomplish through these platforms? And I only ask that because so many people look at social media as more of a casual, keep in touch with friends, you know, read the news, see what celebrities are doing, all these other kind of things. But what are you what would you suggest to them as far as what they're trying to accomplish through social media if you're looking for a job?
1: Yes, my favorite way to talk about social media is to focus on what social media can do for job seekers. And some of the big things that uh, social media can help with is, number one, it can help job seekers demonstrate their expertise. Mm -hmm. So when somebody is posting information, sharing resources, commenting on what other thought leaders are saying about a field, that helps that person demonstrate expertise and helps um, make it clear that that person knows what they're talking about. So that's a big factor with social media. Number two, social media is great for expanding your network. And as we mentioned, um, referrals are the best way to land interviews. And so, you know, a lot of people who don't use social media this way don't realize that they can connect with someone online, say via Twitter, who they might never meet in person. But because of the expertise, the job seeker demonstrates and because of the interactions and engagements they have online, mm-hmm. this person who they never knew might be willing to refer them for an opportunity or let them know about something. So expanding your network is a great reason to use social media. Also, and this is particularly useful, I think, for, um, for people who are unemployed for a while, is that social media is a great way to learn new things. And if you've been away from your field or you you aren't attending the conferences you used to attend when your employer used to pay for those, many people can find that people are at those conferences tweeting information or sharing information online, writing about them on blogs. And so keeping plugged in by learning new information is a third um, great reason for job seekers to use social media.
0: So then, I mean, do you suggest to them getting out on all mediums in terms of social media? Do you pick and choose a few? I guess, how do you decide sort of the strategy in terms of utilizing it for a job search or, or for just, you know, connecting that sort of thing?
1: Well, the best thing is to try to find out where your people hang out online. Okay. So, you know, and this will be easier for some fields than for others. I mean, I, I worked with uh, someone in the financial industry several years back and he, um, he was very active on Twitter and, and he said, you know, uh, not a lot of my colleagues are on here but I've decided I'm going to lead instead of follow. So that was his approach. So, um, you know, to, to, to be out there before other people were out there. Right. So, but some people will, will need to kind of take that approach if they're in an industry where their people aren't online. But what I suggest is is uh, looking around, seeing um, where who is writing blogs about the topics that are relevant to your industry. And one of the great ways I find to um, identify blogs or people who blog is a resource called AllTop.com. It's A L L. T O P dot com, and it's a great way you can you can search by topic, and you can find usually a whole slew of blog posts uh, based on the topic you, you uh, select. And then once you see who's blogging, you can then see all right, what other social media do they use? Do they use Twitter? Are they uh, do they have a Facebook fan page? Mm-hmm. Or are they using Google Plus? You know, so that's a great way to connect and, and to plug in. And then choose the networks where you're most comfortable. So if somebody is very verbose and likes to talk a lot or, or you know <laughs> can't say anything in less than three paragraphs, Twitter's not a great resource because right. Twitter, 140 characters, that's, that's pretty succinct. So if somebody is not uh, adept at communicating in a short form, Twitter would not be a good resource, but possibly blogging or Google Plus or Facebook would be better. So I think that the strategy is a combination of trying to identify where people in your industry are online and what tools make best use of your own skills and how you're comfortable communicating.
0: No, I like how you put that there as far as how, how you're able to communicate because you had mentioned things before I've seen about, you know, if you're better at speaking, you know, maybe looking to a podcast of some sort as opposed to writing. So I think that definitely exactly. that sort of fits in with what you talked about, too, is, I mean, anytime you're trying to match your skills to you know, what the employers are looking for and same kind of thing here. And I guess that's another point of it, too, though, is the idea of this uh, generational differences. I mean, is there a difference if you're a younger job seeker who's struggling versus a mature worker who's having concerns, and, and in terms of utilizing social media, or is it? Are you still looking at the same strategies? It's just obviously your your skills or experience that sort of thing are going to be
1: different, right? I think that to a certain extent, for more experienced workers, using social media is even more important Okay. because the idea is to demonstrate relevancy. You want, as a more experienced worker, you want to show, I'm plugged in. I know what's going on. I right. know how to use modern tools. I know how to, how to communicate in uh, you know, in an upda- up-to-date, modern way. And I think, for example, the more experienced job seeker might uh, find that using some of these tools can actually help demonstrate that It's what we call social proof. So you can say as a job seeker, wow, I'm great. I'm up to date. I'm, I know what's going on now. But when you are using these tools and you're demonstrating that, you're showing instead of telling, which can be very compelling. And especially for a mature job seeker, I think that that's very useful.
0: Now, a lot of stuff you talked about, obviously, you know, you're mentioning staying connected and networking and social media is a great place for that because of the access to, to anyone, essentially, as it comes down to. Are there any other ways, though, that you would suggest in, as far as staying connected, having that network? Uh, you, know, you, you mentioned the idea that if you were with an employer, maybe you're going to conferences or, or different seminars because they're getting paid for. Any other strategies outside of the social media aspect to, to stay connected and, and have that networking?
1: That the, the key thing is even with social networking to move from online to in person connection, mm-hmm. so that in person connection can be a, a telephone call asking someone would would you mind um, having a call? I'd love to talk to you. It's um, finding out where in person networking meetings happen in your in your in your area, or if you're visiting a place to to look up online and see where events are going on in the places where you're visiting, um, joining local both professional And more interest-based organizations uh, can help somebody stay plugged in. You never know who is going to be able to connect you to someone who might hire you or refer you to something. So don't overlook the interest groups, uh, you know, hiking groups or, you know, civic organizations or volunteer work. All of these things, in addition to um, joining and and being an active volunteer in, in local professional organizations, can be helpful Um, in keeping up your skills and in keeping your network intact.
0: Well, obviously, I mean, you've given us some some great advice here and insight. And, uh, you know, just looking to sort of wrap up the idea of giving people – some direction or, or just maybe a different way of thinking about things? I mean, do you have any other sort of tips that you can offer up, especially those individuals who have struggled to find a, a new job for a while, you know, the, the six-plus-month categories what a lot of people focus on? Uh, I guess what would be some of any more advice you could offer up before, uh, before right, we go? Right,
1: right. I think that a, a couple of things, um, especially for people who have been looking for a while and haven't found something, identify what you've been doing and think about doing something differently. If you're doing the same thing over and over and it's not working, do something new. So, if you haven't tried social media, try social media. If you haven't had somebody take, look over your resume, maybe someone in your field or a professional, maybe it's time to say, hmm, is my resume really working for me? Um, you know, read up online about what's going on in your industry as it pertains to job search. Uh, you know, identify what it is that you've been doing that you might do differently in order to be more successful.
0: Well, with that, we will look to wrap up this episode of Moving Up the Ladder. Um, hopefully, we've been able to give the listeners some ideas, some tips that they can take to heart and really help them with the success of finding a new job. And I, I think, as you mentioned at the end there, uh, just the idea of, hey, trying something new, it's not going to hurt you, obviously. What you're doing, for whatever reason, hasn't been working. Uh, our expert guest today has been Miriam Saulpeter founder and owner of Kepi Careers. Uh, Miriam, how can people reach you if they are looking for some help or or additional advice?
1: They can find me on my blog at keppicareers.com. I'm also very active on Twitter at Kepi underscore careers. Great.
0: Well, thanks again for the insight today. Thank you. Of course, we want to hear from you, the listeners as well. So just drop us an email with any comments or suggestions at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. Wishing you success in all your endeavors. I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you again soon.